is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. We're back for another episode of the Breathe In Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you uh, here in the U.S. who had Thanksgiving yesterday. Um, it's obviously holiday season now. Obviously, and I'm obviously joined by my co-hosts, Leah Farone and Tiffany Rich. Yes, happy Thanksgiving yesterday. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hope so, everybody had a good one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, def- I definitely I'm exactly. sure. So, all right, so today we're going to talk about, so I want to jump right into it here. Uh, we're going to talk about living at home later in life. So uh, partly uh, because all three of us do live at home ourselves, we live with our parents, but more importantly because a lot of people with CF do find that themselves or do find themselves in a rut trying to get out of um, home after coming back from college or that their health is sort of just demanding of them to be around someone else at all times. Um, So I'll sort of start off here. Uh, You know, I went through college with my I was anticipating going to graduate school or law school after after school didn't happen um my health sort of declined and now here I'm living at home you know four years later I think in the beginning it started off for medical purposes and it sort of transformed into a saving money but also kept the medical reason as well um but I you know I think I I want to sort of start off here by saying you know I think there are a lot of people out there and and me included in some ways you know, you see your friends, you know, progress through life, and that's like a, it's definitely a source of pride for me, but you also, at the same time, feel like you're missing out on other parts of, of your normal 20s. Your 20s should be out experimenting with your friends, you know, getting into social, you know, uh, you know new social groups away from your college friends or your high school friends, you know, you, you start meeting new people in a new city and things like that, uh, and, and those are definitely things that I feel like I've, I've sort of missed by living at home. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I've never left home, so I've never even experienced being outside of the home um, because I did go to community college. Then my school, like we've talked about, is like 40 minutes away. So it's not it was not financially. It's not um, reasonable to go live over there when I can just commute. Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, when I Got, I got sicker and sicker. I needed to be home with my family because I needed that support and help. So it's, and then I see all my friends being able to go buy a house or go right. have their own apartment. Or, and my best friend just moved to San Francisco. So she's starting her whole life, you know, and you see all these people doing these fun things and you're like, but really I have all these medications I need to be have someone supporting me through all of it so leaving home is very difficult so right I I also think like the demand on how much we have to do in a day like (coughs) working trying to have a social life 
then doing, I mean, for me, I have to do two hours of treatments in the morning, two at night. And then mm -hmm. depending on what inhaled antibiotic I'm on, I'm going to have to do some in the middle of the day also. Exactly. So just that demand and then having to clean everything and get everything ready for each treatment and things like that. I mean, if I had the responsibility of owning a home on top of that at this point by myself, <laughs> right. I would not physically be able to do it. Like there is yeah. no way I cannot logically figure it out other than I wouldn't have a social life. And well, then you would have, and you have to clean the whole house. And right. you have to, I, well, I don't you think I did today. I don't think you should. Yeah. I don't think you I've should. I've been cleaning. I don't think you should sell yourself short. Like I think I think there are, you know, there well, definitely okay. are learning curves. Like you know when you when right. you know when I yeah. when I when you first get to your college dorm or whatever. There are learning curves to living on your own, and there's, you know, you're grocery shopping for yourself, you're living amongst other students and stuff like that. Obviously, the place is a lot smaller and and more, you know, right. Well, I guess less demanding. But right. it, I mean, look at it this way: if I lived in New York City, my, my the apartment that I could afford in New York City wouldn't be much bigger <laughs> than my college dorm. So you know, I, I think right. it's kind yeah. of this, it's a very similar thing in that in that sense. But at the same time, you know, you're right because th th there is another demand upon us. Uh, and that's taking right. care of ourselves in, and also having someone around to help at, when the time, mm -hmm. when, when necessary, is a huge part. You know, that's I, all, the three of us my have. Biggest thing, exactly. The three of us have really great support systems. And mm -hmm. I know when I get really sick, my mom definitely, you know, steps up to the plate and goes to bat for me, especially when I'm, you know, I'm not feeling well, I'm unable to do something for myself, which it, it, it happens occasionally. Um, but, you know, then I sort of have to weigh the, the pros and cons of being like, Okay, I could be living on my own right now, but if I get sick, what happens? Do I come home and mm. live at home for those two weeks? Is it then worth it for me to, you know, also be paying rent on an apartment that I'm not in for however many right. weeks out of the year because I'm yes. sick at home? Or is it, you know, or do I just need to go out there and be myself? You know, I, I think I sort of go through that little fight with myself all the time. Mm. I do I'm, I'm, Yeah, I mean, I'm not, me you know, I think it's nice yeah. that I'm not alone there. And this yeah. fight really sort of, or not really fight, but this like a good angel, bad angel sort of thing. Mm -hmm. came upon me uh, this past weekend. I, I was actually, like, Friends was on TV, the TV show Friends. Okay. And I had never watched it when I was younger. Like, it was never something that I loved watching. I guess it just wasn't really for me. And I didn't really realize that the, the characters in Friends are 25, 26, 27, 28 years old. And mm -hmm. it basically just highlights what that social life is like for people who are our age. And, like, it, it made me stop for a moment and think about Wow, I'm really missing out on that by not living amongst my other friends in an urban area, just like the show Friends depicts. You know, that's like that's something that I, I suddenly had that feeling the other day, and I was like, wow, this is a very weird thing for me. But I mean, at the same time, I do love being home. You know, it's, it's hard to pass up a home cooked meal or or help for mom and dad. But at the same time, it's like, exactly. you know, you, you are missing out on the independence that I once had in college. Mm -hmm. I know, and I think that's a really hard adjustment to go through. And I know I didn't plan on living at home this long after college. I kind of thought my first year I'd live at home and primarily I was doing that so I could save money, you know, because you get fresh out of college. You have some people have loans. I know I had a couple that I had to pay off and I needed a new car. So I were like my two main things. I needed to get that taken care of. But then at that point, once I had gotten through that first year, that's when my health kind of took a turn, you know, throughout the course of that year. So I went from working full time to then not really be, being able to work for three months and then gradually working myself back up to working the hours I used to work. But that whole, you know, situation that took about like 
two years, two and a half years to get myself back to where I was. And I was on IVs all the time, you know, and thinking about, okay, if I would have moved out and would have had rent to pay on a place, I would have just been paying rent on a place I never would have been at because I would have been home majority of that time. So, you know, it feels kind of like risky, like, okay, I'm in a good place now, but what if I move out and then the same thing happens? You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard to weigh those options. I feel like if you move out, you're going to need someone that knows you very well and can help you through it. Or you're going to want to stay with mom and dad because they are your, they're your support system. They know you inside and out and will help you through it. That's why we are home because we want to save money. Yes, but we want, we want our support system. I want mom. I want my mom. (laughs) My mom is. You know, I yeah. when you're sick, you want your mom. Even people that don't have CF, they want their mom because mm-hmm. that's comfort and you feel safe and everything. So that's reason why you stay home, too. It's just yeah. That. Yeah, so I, you know, I you, feel you're, like... you're definitely right. Like, I, I, I call that person the first responder, right? Yeah. Like, you always need to have a first responder present right. just in case something does happen or if something has happened that person can help you get back on your feet. Like, it's very hard for a person with CF to just go live on their own somewhere, yeah. and then that's it. You know, in mm-hmm. college, I lived with roommates all four years, and those those four years, my first responders were my college roommates. I trained them. Right. The, mm-hmm. I trained them on the ins and outs of CF. You know, I trained them on mm-hmm. basic care if something ever happened. And, I, you know, there were friends that were better than others. You know, I had mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my roommates had a girlfriend, <laughs> And something really horrible went on, went wrong in while she was over one day, and she just could not handle me being sick. It was like it was a really mm-hmm. devastating moment for that for me, yeah. but also for that person to even be there, a witness to it. But yeah. but luckily, my roommates, all all of them, you know, handled the situation appropriately and got me help mm-hmm. as necessary. And and those right. are things to fall back on. But now that now that you're older and you're sort of beyond the roommate period of life, you know, people live with roommates right. for for a couple years right out of college. And then the roommate sort of zone ends. You know, people sort it of start, people want to live on their own yeah. eventually. You know, I, I'm definitely now that I've lived at home for so many years, I think I've missed that roommate period or the roommate window. I feel with, the same living way. with roommates. So like, yeah. nor, and I also don't want to have to learn to live with somebody again. You know, I feel like I'm already beyond it. Like it's it's yeah. not really fun to. And I feel like the people I would live with at this point, like a lot of them, either live with their significant others or. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. not a situation that it would they're work a, at this point in my life. They're in a yeah. different stage of life. Mm-hmm. Right. Now. So I would be living by myself. And I like, what if something were to happen? What do you do? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I, I try to stay away from like the what if thing. But in our case, you really can't stay away from the what if. Because no, you, you have can't to, you have to, you have to plan for practical situations that will that, you know, will inevitably happen. Like, I know that I'm going to get sick. At some point within the next like four to six months, it's just going to happen. Whether it's a cold, right. you know, or it's a, a lung exacerbation, it's going to happen. Right. And you know, I'll be able to fight. I'll be able to fight it off one way or another. But who knows how intense that care is going to be, and whether or not I'm able to do it by myself. You know, I'm one of those people that I hate going inpatient to the hospital because I feel like I just don't get better when I'm in the hospital. Personally, I feel like I need to be outpatient doing things and and sort of getting getting better on my own accord but like when right. I'm, i guess when i'm sort of in uh you know in, in a situation that 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 really allows me to to thrive it's when i'm with other people mm-hmm. right that's how i am like if i get yeah. admitted to the hospital 
I end up just declining. I don't do. I, I just I don't do any better. So I just I don't do it. And I don't. I don't really see any benefits being impatient as well. I mean, it's like, yeah. no, I can do as soon, as soon as I start to get better over the first day or two. You know, I'm like, no, that's how it I, can, I can like, just do my IV. Like, I can you take need my to be enzymes. there for the first day or two, you know, but then once you get over that hump of figuring out what meds you need to be on, because a lot of times yeah. I'll get admitted for that sole purpose because what we thought I needed didn't work. So let's try something different. Once I start doing laps around the hospital, like multiple times a day, that's when you know, okay, you've got to get me out of here because now I'm going to oh, lose yeah. my mind. Well, then you feel so much more comfortable at home because you have your own oh, yeah. bed. And you kind of make your time, your medicine times the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to go do stuff to, you know, to your limit. And I think you get more exercise oh, that way too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if you're at home, you can <laughs> do more than sitting in a hospital bed and mm -hmm. having, like, I feel like it's good for the few, first few days. Yes. Because you can rest and they do everything for you. They check your meds and stuff. But then you're like, okay, I'm over it. Get me home. My, my point, though, is that, like, when you're home with somebody else that you can trust, that's what makes it a yeah. homey feeling, right? Exactly. Like, you can, oh, yeah. you can take care of those yeah, first, yeah. The first few days in the hospital when you're unable to care for yourself at home because either your mom or, in my case, when I was in college, my roommates were around. And they were able to help me when I was, mm -hmm. you know, when, when I was needed and or right. when I needed them, rather. And, and I do think that that's like part of the homey, you know, feeling, right? Like you can make any house into a home or any apartment into a home if you really put some effort into it. But at the same time, you know, what makes it a, a really homey place is having the people around you that you love. You know, whether those are your roommates, your college friends, uh, you know, your significant other, your mom or dad, whatever. And, and I think that's the difference between, you know, living, living on your own when you don't have a first responder and having the first responder with you. Yeah, right. you see what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I like, yeah, I, I do yeah, see the benefit of going to the home. hospital for the first two days, but I mean, I haven't done that in years, knock on wood. But I, yeah. you know, I do think that, you know, if I have somebody around, like for example, I still living at home. If I do get very sick, I'm able to just start IVs at home because my mom is around, mm -hmm. or my dad is around, or somebody's exactly. around that can help take oh. care of me. If I was living on my own in an apartment in New York City, I would not have that resource, and I'd either have to go inpatient or I'd have to come back to to the house. Yeah, exactly. And I think in that case, or at least this is what I think of in the back of my mind, I'd probably end up on those IVs longer because I didn't have that initial help in the beginning. Yes, exactly. You know, Definitely. if I didn't get admitted, you know what I mean? And I just personally don't yeah, like I mean, the, the recovery... I don't think anyone enjoys it, but I just personally don't thrive that way. So no, I don't either. I mean, like you're yeah. like, like Tiffany said, you're just laying there in bed all day. Like, I don't think right. they don't let anything. you really do anything. Whenever, I mean, the last time I was admitted, it's I, we definitely broke hospital rules, but my dad was like, my dad got bored, and he was like, we're just leaving. So we left, yeah. and like, we just walked down the street. I mean, we broke every yeah. infection I've protocol there is. We I've just left. It. I mean, it's like, there's, you know, the people here are willing to help you, but since you have such an isolating thing because of the bacteria concerns and all that stuff, like, how can you expect a patient to get better when he's just sitting in a room all day? And the room is like a, yeah. a 12 by 12 room I with know. a bathroom. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, you don't, even, you don't even want to use the bathroom water. You don't even, like... Like I've never no. taken a shower in the in the hospital. It's, it's disgusting. I hate I, it. I don't ever want to do that. It's gross. No. You trust that water? <laughs> I don't trust that water. No, absolutely not. Exactly. Absolutely not. That's not even. I have to though. Have. If I don't take a shower, I don't yeah. feel human. I would rather be like, gross. Yeah, I would true. rather be. I mean, I'll take. I'd rather take a shower. I'm just taking. It depends how long you're there, though. I, I, oh, I, I take one like the first day. I'm not even joking. See, I, oh my I, god, it's disgusting. I don't, I, 
I, I can't sick. stand it. Oh, see, I, I can't when, stand feeling dirty. I just can't. When I was in when so. I was in college, when I was in college, I got admitted uh, at Boston Children's because I had like a flu-like virus. It was nasty. It was horrible. Oh. I was throwing up. I just had a high. I had like fever around 104 degrees. It was just it was horrendous. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. So I was inpatient for like three or four days, and on day three. I was, it was like a Monday, and we had a huge mm-hmm. snowstorm over the weekend. My mom actually came up from New York to like come be with me. And this is one of those situations where I had to be in the hospital because that's just how sick I was. And I remember the doctor came in, and the doctor was like, we have student nurses that would like to come in and see a cystic fibrosis patient. Is that okay? And I, I had this sort of moment, and I was like, oh, my God, I know what the nursing students at Boston College are like. They're all girls, and I haven't showered in three days. What is this going to be like? <laughs> right. And yeah. I was like, well, what school are they from? And they ended up being from Northeastern, so I was like, all right, send them in. And next thing you know, I'm like, I said, give me a minute, and I like kind of did one of these, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then I sort of like made myself really like, a little presentable, yeah. regardless of how sick I was. And my mom started laughing at me, and the, the, the student nurses came in for two, for two minutes, and they left. But that's why I... I, I mean, let me tell you something. They were, regardless of whether or not the certain nurses were coming in, I'm not showering in the hospital. It's not happening. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree. That's also that's it. also that's also a benefit to being at home. You can shower when exactly. you need to. Oh, I know. It's so much easier to shower at home, and, and I don't feel as about it. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, the I hospital lose my sanity gross. in the It's hospital, disgusting, so. and the food sucks too. The food in the hospital is not good. Yeah, either. usually I just have people come bring me food. Exactly. Yeah, it's really there for me to eat it in the hospital. But that's the other positive My, to living at home, right? Like when you're not feeling well, exactly. you ha- you don't have to you don't yeah. have to cook for yourself. Yeah. Right. Oh, like yeah. you have someone you have that's someone a big you, one. you have someone that's able to provide food and water and, and nourishment for you that you're unable yeah. to do for yourself. I mean, when I'm sick, I lean heavily on the feeding tube, but at the same time, I do want to eat a little bit. Well, yeah. Right. Like I can't just rely that's totally on my feeding tube. Like. At some point, right. I do like to have, like, I do like the feeling of chewing or and swallowing. You know? Yeah. It's <clears throat> substantial. Exactly. In your stomach. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, that's that's definitely, as, as far as I'm concerned, the biggest positive to living at home is the is the home-cooked meal. Um, that's my biggest positive. No joke. And then they'd go and get me in and out in Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco uh, Bell. I don't like Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Oh, I, I love Taco oh, Bell. No, no, no. Have you had In and Out Burger? Yeah, I've had In and Out's good. In and Out's okay, good. So I'm more that's, of a, I'm, that's my Chick Fil A is my my go to fast food. Okay, I agree. I love Chick Fil A. Well, then you can get it home, and then you feel better. Exactly. Someone's someone's able to to care for you, and I get it. Yeah, exactly. That that circles back to the the first responder. Like, who is who is your first responder, Leah? My mom. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's my mom, and then close second is my dad. But it's it's usually always my mom. Yeah, it's mom. You know, even it's if I'm mom. in the hospital, a lot of times like she'll stay with me because I just yeah. don't I don't trust people in hospitals. Yeah, and I think I, it's because I'm a nurse and I've seen a whole lot go down, and I just really don't trust nurses and whatever. And it's just me, like. I can't help it. Um, I definitely don't either. I, I, know, I know what you mean. I, I get their feeling, and yeah. I know they're trying their hardest. And they, <laughs> but at, at the same time, we've been through so much. We know how to. We know how to work the stuff. Oh, I mean, I do. always say that it's I. It's not really that. Bad. It's more just like like if they're doing a lot of times at night. I need mm-hmm. like a couple hours of sleep, and at night seems to be the time when they're constantly doing things to me. Oh, because they're bored. Yeah. Because and, all they want to do is come yeah. in the room. That's why. Yeah. I know. The worst is so, like, like when they bring the nice enzymes in at like three in the morning. Supervising, 
when I just want like a couple hours of sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's usually what it is. <laughs> my mom was at my bedside every day for um, transplant because I was I had so much I needed that my I needed my comfort I needed the home feeling mm-hmm. there, which was yeah. my mom. Mm-hmm. So it helped me so much just having her and having her eyes on me too and helping me because mm-hmm. I needed that. And it, it reminded me of home because I obviously I couldn't go home, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just having her there felt homey. So it's just like the first responder that we have at home. It just makes you feel a lot better. Yeah. I, I mean, that's definitely, uh, I mean, that's, really, <laughs> that, that's like 100% the reason why I still do live at home. Now I think I would be able to afford something in New York City, whereas I couldn't no. probably a few years ago. But now it's really just because it's it's having the comfort or the comfort the comfort level with my my parents or the safety net rather right. that allows me to to feel like I can succeed when I am at my most vulnerable state, and that's when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They can, get, they can get you to a hospital really quick too. Well, that's the, that, oh, that's the other part of it, right? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And your parents have been around it their entire lives. Like you don't have to teach somebody new. Like when you go to college, that's that's just part of the learning experience. Just like living with a roommate right after college, it's also part of the learning experience. When you're supposed to be healthy at that point in your life, you know right. you're able to you know take some risks and and sort of mm-hmm. you know build that trust level. Whereas since mm-hmm. I was so sick when I graduated college, <laughs> although I'm better now, uh, you know I didn't really I didn't I wasn't really afforded that opportunity to to right. do that. Right. Yeah. Did either of you have like a discussion after you graduated or I don't know, like when you were at a time in your life where <clears throat> you might want to move out again or, yeah, well, you know, with your parents being like, right. is this a good situation? Is this not a good situation? Like, did either uh-huh. of your parents ever give their input or was it solely just your decision? Well, well I graduated when I was on the transplant list. Well, I know. That was yeah, a little, little different for you. I was it's trying to cover my bases, or... directing it towards both of you. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I know. But, I, yeah. like, obviously, when I graduated from high school, I had, I went to community college. I thought, two years, I'm gonna, then I'm going to go off to college. I'm going to go live on my own. But, obviously, that did not happen because I got sicker. And then we got really sick. So, I didn't really have that. We haven't had that conversation. Um, but after transplant, now we're kind of starting to talk about that stuff. Right. Because, you know, I'm... I'm to a point that maybe it's I can go on my own eventually. Not like right now, but obviously. Right, but, but a lot I sooner than it. It, yeah. it would have been before. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I sort of I think in my my sort of fashion, I, I look at it as a goal almost. You know, mm-hmm. I sort of be like, I need my PFPs over a certain number, or I need my weight to be at a certain number to do certain things, right? Like, I always right. sort of set myself an attainable goal, and that's really what motivates me through some of the harder days, right? Because mm-hmm. I can only do those things when I'm healthy. And yeah, one of those things is is moving out of the house. And I, I think, you know, I, I think I, I'm probably closer to that point than I ever have been. Um, but at the same time, I really want to make sure that I am able to prove to myself that I can can do it. I mean, I can yeah. know I know that I can live on my own. I've done it before. I did it for four years in college. Right. But yeah. I, I want to be able to prove to myself that my health is at a point where it would be safe for me to do so. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I you know, I, I want to have that feeling where, you know, maybe I wouldn't need to rely on that first responder for, you know, 
you know, maybe once or twice a year as opposed to the three or four times a year that I'm currently sort of going through. You know, I right. think, you know, it's it's okay to have, like, everyone will see if it's going to get sick at some point, and it's, it's unavoidable, like we said, but if it happens more frequently, then it's not worth it to, to get the apartment, like we said, because then you're paying rent on an empty place when you're homesick. Right. Yeah, and it's expensive, especially here in the Bay Area. I'm sure New York <clears throat> and the Bay Area are pretty alike. It's probably comparable. Baltimore's getting up there. That's all I have to say. Okay, whatever. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just so it's way more than it should be. Yeah, like the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, my parents sort of like we we've like discussed it in brief, but we've never discussed like in like I guess in length. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I don't know. I, I do think that it is, I mean, I know it's something that I would like to do, but I, and I also know that it's going to, I'll be doing the same exact things that I'm doing now. Like I'll go to work, I'll come home and I'll play video games and then I'll go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Like my day is not yeah, going to exactly. change very much. It's not going to change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the only thing that may change is, you know, seeing my friends more frequently, you know, being able to go to dinner with them on a whim or, or something mm-hmm. like that, because I wouldn't have to travel the 30 minutes to get to New York city. Right, yeah. like that. Oh, that yeah. that's the that's real hard. thing. That's the real thing that would change for me because right now New York City is a train ride away. Mm. Right, that train ride. Do you both have to travel kind of far to see your friends? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I definitely do. So, I like, how long does it take both of you if you wanted to go hang out with them on like a weeknight? I, I mean, I wouldn't do it because it's just like it's just too annoying to even do that. Like, I'd have to take. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to take a 30, 45 minute train one way and then do it the way. I mean, yeah, it's like I the commuting to work, except yeah. commuting to see a friend, which I'm fine. I'm happy to do that on the weekend <clears throat> or like right. for an event, you know, right. but not yeah. just like on a whim. <clears throat> well, I mean, what do yeah. you live? Do you live like around your friends? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's not really yeah. an issue. Like I'm, where I live is pretty central to my friends that live in the city, my friends that live like kind of more in the suburbs. So it's like, it takes me. It's like a 15 to 20 minute drive to get into the city. Okay. And it's like a 10 minute drive to go see my friends that live in like the suburbs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of right smack in the middle. Yeah. Um, Where my parents used to live, it was not the case. It was a pain in the butt to get to any of them. So I do understand being frustrated with like not being able to see your friends regularly. But when we moved here, it was kind of a perfect situation because it was really close to where I work, so it takes me about 10 minutes to get to work. So I'm really not in the car that much anymore like I used to be. Mm-hmm. And then going, you know, to see my friends live in the city, it takes me about 20 minutes. That's easy. Um, and, and you're able to drive there, then, so you have your car and can leave whenever you want. Like, I'm tied to a train schedule because if I want to drive right. in the city, driving into New York City, is, I'm sure, is very different than driving into Baltimore. Like, it's... Oh, that 100%. that is a that's like a that that could be like that could that could be like an hour and a half process for me, despite oh, yeah. the fact that I'm only 15 miles I away. I get anxiety as the about the parking situation. <laughs> I yeah, San Francisco is I get so I hard. Get yeah, horrendous. Like, oh my gosh, what if I can't find? But that's the thing. Like, it's not even fun to like because then if you're gonna sleep over at one of your friends' apartments or something like that, then you got to yeah. bring all your shit with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to bring your nebs, like, your vest, and all that sure. stuff, and it's like a mm-hmm. huge process. Right. Yeah, that's like no, that's the is. other side of it. Like to go to even go somewhere for like a twelve-hour period, assuming that twelve hours is gonna, you know, include staying overnight. That's a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, it definitely is. And like a lot of times, at least when I like go stay with friends and stuff like that, like sometimes I'll go stay in DC because it's like it's about like forty-five minute drive. It's not too bad. Um, but the thing is, a lot of times when I do that, I want to do my treatments before I leave. 
because I don't want the burden of packing my vest, packing all these meds because it's just it's too much. Oh, that's I mean that's definitely my thing. Like I yeah. absolutely do treatments before I leave. I'm gonna be it's gonna, so it's I gonna do be feel like night. I'm missing out on some time with them because a lot of times oh they're gonna go to dinner before they're gonna do this they're gonna mm. do this and I kind of show up mid like mid, mid you know midnight midway. yeah yeah, yeah you have right to pick which one you want to go to basically exactly so it's kind of like you just have to pick yeah you know, and I'm, I'm, your and options. I'm not sure there's a right answer in that situation either there's no. not. you know it's just my preference i don't prefer to pack the things if i don't have to now if it's for like a couple of days that's different that is a different thing you know it's an overnight like a butt, single overnight is like it. the worst thing ever it is it's just it's tedious. I get irritated just packing all the stuff. Like, and you become angry, and then you then you're running away. Yeah, I get angry too, and I'm packing you know, stuff. I hate like, packing the myself. The just heavy. <clears throat> I had to pack everything. I had a oxygen concentrator. Yeah, I, I mean that's I, like, I that's chargers. The worst. I had this and that, and it was just it was awful. Um, I, would I remember like, it. Hey Jeff, come here. Yeah. Help me do this. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just another it's another step to like, I guess enjoying life i mean i always sort of look at uh you know the treatments in the morning and the night as sort of like your the, the the gate to to doing something right the nighttime treatments are, are the gateway to going to sleep and the morning treatments are the gateway to the rest of the day right it's sort of the same thing when you're when you're trying to get out of the house and go do something social like are your evening treatments then become the gateway for that or packing your treatments become the gateway for that like those are all things that go into this that not everyone has to deal with, right? Healthy people don't have to deal with that. And I credit my friends for really understanding that. But at the same time, how much do they really understand it, right? Like, you can't expect right. them to really know the ins and outs of what you're going through to to spend no. the night out or something like that, especially when you're not feeling well. Exactly. And then a lot of times I show up and I'm just exhausted because, <laughs> because of, of the whole process of getting there. I just there. did yeah. to get there, you know? Yes. And then they don't really understand when... Okay, this is something that gets to me sometimes. So if I drive a significant different distance to see one of my friends and I've packed all of my treatments and I'm pretty much like, I'm out of breath at this point. And then they don't really help me with the whole parking situation. Like a lot of times when I drive to DC, a lot of my friends have designated spots. Right. So they could easily move their car onto a street spot. You know what I mean? Like they know what times a day, that's, that's a good idea to do. Um, and then I end up having to park you know, a mile to two miles away from where I actually need to be. And then I'm lugging all my treatments with me to go to wherever their place is. By the time I get to their place, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to take a nap. I, I don't really want to socialize with anyone. I'm actually probably the worst person ever to hang out with. <laughs> so, like, I don't it's, know. Well, it's like you want to just get an Uber from your car that you just parked. I've thought about and, it. Yeah. And I've never sometimes done it. that's okay. You know, sometimes that's okay. I mean, I think there are certainly certain some expenses that people with CF are going to have to have to live somewhat of a you know a, a normal life in some situations. You know, like I find myself spending money on like weird things. Like I would rather buy the high speed nebulizer cups than the low oh, speed yeah, nebulizer cups, you. just so that I can get through my treatments in an hour rather than an hour and a half. Yeah, right? no, like those are like little, deal. like little stupid hidden expenses that people with cystic fibrosis have. That when you're living at home, those exactly. those really you know start to add up, they right? Do like, add up. 
totally. Like, just the medical bills in itself for. I mean, that, that's like a whole different. Like that's a whole different that's thing. That's a whole thing. Like, like going yeah. and like yeah. paying copays and stuff and like that. That's that's different. Oh, but like, definitely. I'm talking about like little like daily things that you would little think things. Of. Yeah. Like like when yeah. I travel somewhere. Like, I'm almost, like, traveling, like, for a longer period of time is a huge undertaking for people with CF. So, I'm almost, like, I'd rather get there the night before the day we had planned to get the trip going just so that I can be there and have to not deal with my treatments that early morning. You know, say, like, we're going somewhere, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'll fly there Friday, Thursday night, and I'll book the extra hotel room for whatever, 200 bucks. The flight's going to be about the same, but I'd spend that extra $200 just so I can... Get situated exactly, and get a good night of sleep rather than having to wake up at four in the morning, do treatments, get to the airport, fly somewhere, and then you get awesome. then you get there that morning like around noon or whatever. Then you got to put all the yeah. stuff in the hotel room, and then the day like begins. Then like I'd rather already be there the night before, and I'm you know, the same exact way. Maybe I'd rather you know I'm, the night before you just get an extra dinner. You know, but you're there by yourself. I've done this. I've done this plenty of times. You can fly somewhere I've by yourself and you do it. Too. Yeah, you're there. Your friends meet you there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I like that's I mean, like those are like run, it's so much easier. Exactly. If you're if you're saving yourself the hassle of even getting somewhere or doing something, then why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Like that's why I'm you just, have money. Exactly. I'm getting tired just thinking about all oh, it's that. Oh, horrendous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think we should bring this podcast to a close. We're sort of at the time here. Um, this has been a, this has been a good topic. I think when maybe when one of us moves out, we'll we'll venture to that we'll side of this. Yes, we'll revisit yeah. the topic here. Um, totally. Remember, if you want to hear us podcast about something specific, you can reach out to the Salty Sisters at saltysisters at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Salty Sisters. Uh, if you want to email me, I'm gunnersblog at asiasin.org, or you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and that like those social media platforms. If you're listening to the podcast on a medium other than iTunes, remember you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, and if you do subscribe to us, remember to like, share, and review. Very important. And also rate us. Remember, give us the five stars. We'd love the five stars. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is... Breathe underscore in underscore pod. That's the Instagram. The Instagram is active. DMs are open. If you yes, want to slide in DMs. Slide yes, the DMs are open on the, on the, on the Instagram. <laughs> make, sure, make sure to slide the DM if you want to. Slide uh, in. <laughs> thanks for joining us. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving yesterday. And we will be back next week. All right. Bye. Bye.